The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everyone? Nick Filato and Chris Flum of the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. Go over some unfortunate news about the New York football giants and to talk about this roster which is kind of in flux at this moment. There's a lot of guys leaving. There's a lot of guys coming in, and there are a lot of guys getting put on the IR, and there are guys who are on the active roster who are going down in practice, and we will go over all of that in today's podcast. But first, Chris, how are you doing, my friend? You know, I'm doing well. I I haven't been injured so far today, so I I think that's kind of notable. (laughs) It is notable at this point because the Giants, they're just having such bad luck. They can't stay away from injuries. And on the most recent round of cuts, it was all essentially just people being moved to the IR. And then you have players like Colin Johnson going down, tearing his Achilles. Marcus Kemp gets put on the IR. Jordan Aikens was released. And we know that the Giants need tight ends right now. But in corresponding moves, the Giants claimed Bailey Gaither, a wide receiver, Wide receiver Jalen Moore, who was on the practice squad the last two years for the Baltimore Ravens. Harrison Hand, a very interesting defensive back from the Vikings, who was drafted in the fifth round in 2020 at a Temple. I liked his tape coming out of school. And then Tanner Hudson, he used to be on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He is a tight end. And at this point, Chris, a player like Tanner Hudson has a realistic shot to make this team because the tight end position just does not have any reliable, experienced veterans there. Yeah, and and it's saying something that a player who has been in 22 games in Tanner Hudson with the Buccaneers and the San Francisco 49ers, he he had a cup of coffee with them. He was very recently released. I believe it was released on the 23rd. Is now one of the Giants' most experienced tight ends. Their depth at that position is getting pretty scary pretty quickly. Now, he introduced himself well. He had a big 75-yard completion in joint practices with the Jets. It was on the receiving end of a pass from Tyrod Taylor. If I, I don't even want to put it into the universe, but if anything happens to Bellinger, uh, one of us might get a call to play tight end. And that wouldn't be good for anybody. And I'm not under the impression that Joe Shane and Brian Dable and this New York Giants front office are done adding players to this tight end position to the defensive back room and as these injuries continue to amount all around the roster we're going to see more of these players who were on other teams 
training camp rosters come and join the New York Giants. And that's something that is relatively common whenever there is a new regime and there is a lot of roster turnover. Yes, absolutely. We've kind of been saying all along, the back end of the Giants roster, they aren't just competing against their current teammates for roster spots. They're competing against the other 31 rosters as well because they're... We have seen cuts already so far as the teams go down from 90 to 85 and then 85 to 80. And then by next week, they'll have to be down to 53 men on their roster. There's going to be a bunch of young players, a bunch of veterans hitting the streets, looking for jobs. And at least some of them will be better than what the Giants currently have on their roster. So I think we are still going to see a lot of turnover, especially at the back end of this roster. As the Giants sift through the waiver wire, sift through recent cuts, you know, players who aren't subjected to the waiver wire, you know, veterans, and just look for guys who can be an upgrade. Even if it's a marginal upgrade, any little bit helps with the Giants roster and the situation that it's in. There's about to be so much activity come next Tuesday when every NFL team has to cut a massive amount of players. Pro scouting departments of all these teams are going to be very busy and you're going to see a lot of change. And some of this change for the New York Giants specifically could be facilitated by all the injuries that are just amounting for this team. And it started a little while back, but one that was really, really kind of just unfortunate. All injuries are unfortunate, right, Chris? But this one really sucked because the kid was having such a good training camp and literally the drumbeat form was just ascending like a freaking roller coaster. And that was Colin Johnson who balled out in both preseason games. He tears his Achilles and now he is done for the season, was moved to season-ending IR. What does this mean for the rest of the wide receiver room? Well, it, it does create an opportunity for the guys who were below him on the depth chart. Uh, David Sills, Richie James, Alex Bachman, who also had one hell of a game against the Bengals. This does create the opportunity because Colin Johnson, as you said, he had been balling out. He really came from nowhere. He was a guy we had our eye on, but I don't think we saw him being Mr. Dependable with the Giants starting receivers and ascending as quickly as he did. He looked fast. He looked agile, which is impressive considering his size at 6'6", 220. He has good hands, great concentration to haul in that one kind of bobbling catch. I could think of a, a few other receivers where that ball winds up being picked off, not caught by the offense. And as a former fifth round pick for the Jacksonville Jaguars to have him suddenly blossom like this. It looked like it was going to be a fantastic development for the giants. Yeah. Not just depth. They didn't know they had, but a player, a guy who could contribute on Sundays that they didn't know they had just before the injury. Brian Dayball said that Colin Johnson and also David Sills were in line for playing time during the season. It, it seemed like they had secured their roster spots. And now Johnson is you know, rehabbing a torn Achilles. And it, it, it just seems unnecessarily cruel that he tore his Achilles on the day that Sterling Shepard came back after from his own Achilles injury. I don't even think it was 
just an indictment on Kenny Galladay, the fact that Brian Dable ushered that kind of praise towards Colin Johnson and David Sills. But it's also because both of those players were rising to the occasion. We know Brian Dable spoke about the intelligence of Colin Johnson in terms of his ability to play multiple positions because he understands how to read defenders' leverage and then run the correct route to be on the same page with whoever the quarterback is, whether that be Daniel Jones or Tyrod Taylor. But the two wide receivers on this team that this injury most impacts, I would say, is David Sills, who has a great rapport with Daniel Jones. We know he travels the country with Daniel Jones during the offseason working on that rapport. We saw the fruits of their labor come to fruition against Cincinnati, but also Darius Slayton, who had a really nice catch in the practice against the New York Jets, the joint practice. And Darius Slayton, man, he is somebody that we talk about a lot. And I don't think if this room was fully healthy, he would have made this team, Chris. I really don't. But right now, it's there's a conversation to be had. I just think that $2.5 million might just stand in the way. A, a very interesting conversation to have because with the injuries, Darius Slayton's ability on the field, his explosiveness, his speed to stretch the field, create opportunities for players underneath, yet that becomes more valuable. However, with the mounting injuries, the Giants do have to pay the guys they bring in. Yeah, players mm-hmm. on the IR still count against your salary cap. And the Giants still only have about $5 million available to them. And that $2.5 million gets more valuable with each injury. So it it really is kind of being stuck between a rock and a hard place with Darius Slayton and that cap hit. And if you look at the Giants wide receiver room right now, you have four guys who are absolute locks to make this team. One, because he's getting paid $72 million, and the other three because they're talented. One's a wily veteran who just returned from an injury. It's obviously Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Toney, and Wondell Robinson. Now with Colin Johnson out with an injury, you have David Sills, Richie James, Darius Slayton, CJ Board, and Alex Bachman competing for possibly two roster spots there. You also have Bailey Gaither, Keelan Doss, and Jalen Moore in the building as well. So they are going to have to really make a strong impression, you know, just in the short time that we have left in camp. And I think this wide receiver competition is is pretty fascinating at this point. Wondell Robinson, he was held out of the team portion of the joint practice. I don't think there's anything serious to read in there. Is there any do you have any opinion on that? And what's your opinion on having Sterling Shepard back in the building? Because that, my friend, is exciting. Yeah, it's about time the Giants caught a break with the injuries and had some good news. Yeah, Wondell Robinson being held out, I'm not going to form an opinion on that until we get any information. And honestly, this Giants regime has been pretty tight-lipped about any kind of injuries during training camp in the preseason. Uh, They don't tell reporters anything they don't have to. So... Could could it just have been a maintenance day for Robinson? Did they maybe want to keep some things in reserve and use it, use maintenance as an opportunity to just not show the Jets something with him? You know, maybe get getting a little practice in uh, game week gamesmanship and game planning in. Yeah, I I don't know about that. Maybe he has a little ding maybe a foot hamstring you know those things that just kind of bother you when you're working hard and they just wanted to 
give that some time to calm down before the game. We don't know, and I don't want to read into it until we have actual information other than him doing crunches on the sideline. Maybe he was planning on going to the beach during the off week and wanted to work on his abs. Who knows? Getting Sterling Shepard back is great. Yeah, I've made no secret of the fact I'm a huge fan of his. I love his route running. I love his toughness. I love the way he approaches the game. And I think having the most tenured player, the longest tenured player on the Giants roster back helps out the entire squad. It helps out that wide receiver room. Having a guy who has seen it, done it, been there, who is a precision route runner, who can be kind of a bridge between the coaching staff and the younger players. He can mentor Robinson and Tony and yeah, he brings so much to the team in addition to what he brings to the field. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You brought up the most tenured players, and it really made me look at the Giants roster in my mind, the second most tenured player for someone who didn't leave the New York Giants is freaking Saquon Barkley. Yeah, it, it really is kind of insane how much turnover there has been on the Giants roster, even over the last five years. I, I suppose maybe we could count Davis Webb because he was originally drafted by the Giants back in 2017. See, it, it's really just amazing that only two players who were drafted by Jerry Reese remain. And one was brought back from by the new coaching staff from another team. And then you look at how few players, even from those early Gettleman drafts are still there. It's, it's kind of amazing. And also it also kind of serves to explain why the giants have been so inconsistent in recent years yeah, there there just hasn't been a lot of opportunity to build chemistry and cohesiveness on this roster yeah and it's also a product of just you know cycling coaches out bringing in new general managers things like that poor drafting there's a lot that goes into it it's just a really crappy situation if we're going to be real about the the facts here i wish there was another player doing crunches when the team was running sprints chris and that is of course Aziz Ojolari, who apparently got injured. We're not sure what exactly it is, a foot, a lower leg, but he was seen being walked off the practice field. 
by a couple of trainers during freaking sprints. Tell me, Chris, this is just the Giants luck recently. I feel so bad for the kid. I'm not 100% certain how serious this injury is, but it didn't look great. Yeah, just doing sprints, you know, that's, I guess, by definition, a non-contact injury. That's never a good thing. Hopefully, it's something minor. Maybe he twisted an ankle or something. You know, who knows? Hope I don't know what leg it is, so I don't know if it might have been a recurrence of the hamstring injury that kept him out earlier this year or earlier in the summer. Uh, we'll just have to wait for more information, assuming the Giants even give it to us. But yeah, this it, it just never seems to end with this team. And you know, we, I've seen people blaming the turf in Giants Stadium, or I'm sorry, MetLife Stadium. But yeah, this is this is the practice field. If I I believe they were even on just regular grass. It it is just it never seems to stop and the the giants need to catch a break at some point. Yeah. Hopefully it isn't as bad as what happened with Tyron Smith. I don't know if, if our listeners have heard, but he suffered a very bad uh, knee hamstring injury. I believe his hamstring tore off the bone or something like that. Yeah. During practice early today, I guess it looks like his season is done. So hopefully nothing like that has happened with Ojolari. Hopefully he will be back. Ojolari also had a really nice run defense play, according to Zach Rosenblatt, where he blew up Michael Carter for a tackle for loss. I, I just hope he's there because I really think he has a ton of upside and you pair him with someone like Kayvon Thibodeau, then you really just create an advantage for Ojolari, who protection's more than likely not going to slide in his direction. And even though... If you want to slide your protection against Wink Martindale, beware because he's going to find a way to manipulate and take advantage of that fact. But, you know, hopefully Hojolari gets back healthy. But what do you think the mounting injuries at the edge room means for these fringe roster players like Quincy Roche and Taman Fox? Because Roche is somebody who I think has a ton of talent. And you can even throw O'Shane Zimenez into this conversation because you have Ellison Smith dealing with a foot injury. You have Ojolari who just went down in practice. And we know Thibodeau might miss week one. He could be there, but he's dealing with that sprained MCL. Yeah, the I think this creates, like with the wide receiver positions, I think this creates a, an opportunity for these guys, at the very least, they are going to get extended reps against the Jets, and they might even get, or actually probably will get at this point, reps against the Jets starters. So that is an an opportunity for them to showcase what they can do. At, hopefully, they will make a case for themselves to stick with the Giants' final roster. But at the very least, they'll be showing the, the other 31 teams what they can do and perhaps earning a chance to keep their NFL dreams alive, to stick on a roster, even if it isn't the Giants. I'm with you on Roche. I really like him. I liked him. I liked him at Miami. I like what he did for the Giants last year. I think he was kind of a steal, snaking him off the waiver wire when the Steelers apparently tried to sneak him through. And I like what Simone Fox has done. He plays with a ton of intensity. And yes, it was on the the very end of the Bengals roster with an offensive line that couldn't run the ball without holding, but 
Fox flashed last week against the Bengals in the preseason. He's flashed kind of throughout training camp. So hopefully these guys can at least make the most of their opportunities. And then really the chips will, will fall where they may. I'm with you on Fox and obviously Roche, but Fox in particular, because I just feel like no one's really talking or discussing his skill set, And I think he has pass rushing moves. He has the speed and quickness to win high side. He can counter inside. He can convert speed to power. I just think he has an interesting profile to him for somebody that we likely would have said was going to be cut if it weren't for all of these injuries. But Chris, let's give a brief outlook on what you're looking forward to in preseason week three, other than, of course, just stay healthy. I mean, yeah, that that is obviously the big one. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how much more this roster can sustain before it, it, I don't want to say collapses, but before they really can't take any more injuries. Mostly, I want to see the Giants starters play against the Jets starters. Now, the Jets have not played their starters thus far in preseason. After practice, Jets head coach Robert Sala, he said they want to make a habit. They want to make a tradition out of these joint practices. He thinks it's great for both squads. I have seen some reporting that the Jets will play their starters this game. So I want to see the Giants starting offense, starting defense, at least as much of it as remains, going against the Jets starters because we haven't seen the Giants play any ones against any starters this preseason, and I want that measuring stick. I want to see Kenny Galladay against Sauce Gardner. Against... Sure you want to see that, bud? <laughs> well, yeah. I, I want to see them against, against Quinn and Williams I, and you know, all the other guys in – the Jets front seven, they need this test. They, they cannot go into the regular season with the Tennessee Titans starting offense and defense be the first starters they see. Absolutely. I'm right there with you. And I'm also just curious to see the play calling. Look, the play calling is going to be vanilla, but we still see so many interesting little wrinkles that Brian Dable has brought to the table. A lot of RPO action, a lot of simple RPOs, but still we know Brian Dable called so many RPOs up at Buffalo. I believe Josh Allen was, was the quarterback who ran RPOs the second most just behind Jalen Hurts. I like the varied rushing schemes that we've seen from Brian Dable. A lot of runs to the weak side, to the open side of the formation off the ass of Evan Neal. So I want to see all that. And then on the defensive side of the football, let's see a little bit of those blitzes still. Because you know Wink Martindale's going to do it. And I love the fact that he's really going to dictate to the offense. Let's just hope the Giants have the horses on the back end to cover. I mean, Wink Martindale could blitz more. I mean, I suppose he could blitz every single down. I Maybe we could call that the, uh, call that the bed defense, blitz every down. Sure, why not? <laughs> make it a thing the bed defense there you go chris i i would like on the offense i would like to see them stretch themselves a little bit we've seen like you said as you said a lot of very vanilla schemes vanilla plays i don't want i don't want them to reveal their wrinkles but let's see some more involved plays yeah Maybe some of the option routes we have seen, we have at least heard about them practicing. This is, as I said before, this is their chance to go against another team's best players. So 
let's really see where they are at, at least as much as we can without the Giants showing their hand too much to the Titans and the Cowboys. Anything else, Chris, about the injuries or the week three match against the New York Jets? You know, I, I would love to see another Victor Cruz moment. Maybe have Alex Bachman come out and do his best Victor Cruz impression. Yeah, let's get something fun out out of this game. And again, hopefully, no more injuries. I really do not want to want to repeat of week two with you know five guys going down over the course of the game. But there's been enough of that. There's been plenty of that, and hopefully the Giants can get healthy for their September 11th week one Tennessee to play the Titans the AFC number one seed Titans from last season. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to bigblueview.com for all of your favorite Giants written content. We're churning out YouTube videos and Ed has his boots on the deck porting on the New York Giants. Thank you everyone and have a lovely day.